for being here, my friend. I'm Vonna Davis, and from my heart, I welcome you to the Midlife Confidence Podcast, the show that will help you skip the midlife crisis and fulfill your midlife quest. I found the key to growing in our middle years lies in managing our own mind. I want to teach you to reimagine your identity and purpose and live a life full of possibility. Join me on a journey to discover your midlife confidence. So here we are. It's November now, November 2020. And there's a lot of talk about people being so glad to see 2020 go. It's been a challenging, even traumatic year for many. And yet there have been so many aha moments too. So much clearing away distractions and understanding what really matters. It's a good time to think through and process this year and what your takeaways have been. I think it's going to be a quiet holiday season this year, so it's a good time for some reflection and some gratitude. So I bring this up because 2021 is coming next and wondering what is it going to be like? How can I be ready for January 1st, 2021? So everyone has their own thoughts about what's next. A lot of people are really wanting and expecting things to get back to normal or a new normal. I personally believe that we've moved into a whole new era and things won't ever be the same, but we're on our way to something profoundly better. So let's not wait to get ready. I'm not waiting until December 31st to start thinking about 2021 and how I want to show up. I feel like setting New Year's resolutions feels a little old-fashioned and irrelevant at this point. There's too much of trying and then forgetting it all by Valentine's Day. I'd say it's time to set some New Year's decisions. I'm deciding and making it happen. So what do you want now? This is already a big question when we're in midlife. We continually go through phases in the middle of taking stock of where we've been, if we're where we want to be, and now it's even more important to get clear on that. So we're going to talk about when you're ready to close out this year and start fresh and understand what you deeply desire to have, do, and be. So the question for you is, what do you feel is unfulfilled still? What do you really want to experience in life that you haven't yet? What do you want to have, do, or be? In midlife, we often have this feeling of, oh, what's next? Or, I thought I'd have it all figured out by now. Or, this isn't the life I expected. It's kind of that element of midlife crisis. We may not get to that level of crisis, but there's all these midlife questions. So things that I've wanted in these middle years, well, I've been in the middle a long time. We actually spend the vast majority of our life in the middle, don't we? Did you know that professionals are starting to talk about the second midlife? Because we live so much longer now. And so the age and stage around 60s and 70s is more in the middle too. It's the second stage of middle life. And older age is getting pushed closer and closer to 100. Well, for me, I feel like this midlife questioning started when my youngest son went to first grade 20 years ago. And my time was opening up a little. I think I've shared some of this in the podcast before. But at that stage, I wanted to do something new. I wanted to get out of my house. I wanted to learn to use the computer we had just bought a year earlier. That's just the first computer we'd ever bought. 
I wanted to do something creative. So I looked around and I decided to take graphic design classes at the community college, which was Truckee Meadows Community College in Reno. And I wanted to do it so much that I also started substitute teaching a few days a week to pay the tuition. And that experience helped me be sure I really didn't want to go back and become a school teacher. So these design classes were so therapeutic for me. At the time, it really was as healing as therapy might have been. I loved learning. I loved design. I loved being with a different kind of group of people and getting out of the house. It was awesome to get nice feedback on something I was doing from my teachers. You don't get that as a mom or a homemaker. So it was really good. And at the time, I wasn't totally sure what to do with it all, but it made sense to be a graphic designer, of course. And so after a couple of years, I did start doing some freelance graphic design. But for some reason, that didn't really stick. One might say it was a waste of time since I didn't officially become a graphic designer. However, those skills that I learned have served me well in every single job I've had since then. So at the time, it gave me something to do. It helped me move into the next phase of life. I got a lot of growth and started creating a new identity in the process. And it also helped me be someone who had this valuable skill set to offer and bring along with me. So these stages and phases we go through are totally normal, unexpected. So maybe here I am in my second midlife and I'm still regularly evaluating if I'm doing what feels right and aligned for me now, making changes, trying new things along the way. I think life is a lab where we constantly get to experiment and engineer things, figuring out what works for us. So let's dive in a little more to these three areas of your desires that you can think about as 2021 comes into view, what you want to have, what you want to do, and what you want to be. We often use the word goals, and I love the word goals, of course, but I think an even better word is desire. What do we really deeply want? The word goal to me still feels a little bit outside of myself, like I'm trying to accomplish something outside myself. But when I think about it as a desire that I have, it's something that I really truly want to have. That just has a more personal and actually motivating effect on me. And one requirement as you focus in on the things you're going to set as your goals or desires is they need to be in your control. We would all love to have our family be safe and well through whatever challenges come up next, but that isn't in our control. That's a wish and a prayer, not a goal. But you could decide that you want to be someone who brings light and love to your family and helps them through any challenge they may face no matter what. That's totally in your power. So that's an example of making sure your goals are in your power. Let's start with what you want to have. If you finish this statement, I want to have blank. What are the first things that come to your mind? And anything that finished that sentence for you is right. I want to talk about having physical things. Because I think that can bring up some discomfort for a lot of us, and it's a good thing to work through. You might have, like me in the past, adopted a lot of guilt about wanting things. 
because we know, of course, that people are way more important than things. But here we are in a very physical world, which God created for us. And something I've come to believe is that God is pleased when we enjoy and find pleasure in this world and all the cool things it offers us. There are eternal principles of beauty, utility, and progress that having things in our life helps us celebrate. And I also have come to love realizing that every created, tangible, man-made thing in this world is the product of a real person's creative spirit. They may have poured their heart and soul and years of training into this thing. There's a real child of God behind every product who is being more like our creator by the experience of creating. So when we buy things, we're making it possible for people to keep engaging in that process and also helping them provide the things that their family needs. That's how our economy works. So I hope that if you have any discomfort about buying things or wanting things, that some of those thoughts might help. So what do I want in 2021? Well, I want new countertops in my kitchen. And what I have is perfectly serviceable, but I just want lighter, brighter counters. When we bought this home three years ago, the first thing I said to the realtors we walked through is that I wanted to change the counters. We have those spotty black and pink granite tiles that were popular 25 years ago. And like I said, they work fine. They show nowhere at all. But I'm giving myself permission to want something just because it's beautiful. And I don't need any other reason. To be honest, this is a little tender for me because I realized in our last home, one of the things we wanted to do was replace the cranberry red formica counters. And 11 years later when we left, we still had those red counters. We went through a really long, hard financial season during those years, and the counters never made it. So new countertops mean even more to me. I guess I'm making it mean that I can take charge and make what I want to happen come to be, and that our past doesn't determine our future. So I guess new countertops would be beautiful and they also mean something about making progress. So when you think about buying or owning something, you can learn a lot about yourself if you notice why you're resisting it or pay attention to what it means to you on a deeper level. So what do you want to have just because you want it? Next, let's think about what you want to do. There are so many ways to finish this sentence. What I want to do is blank. What's your first thought? It's a good time to brainstorm all the things and some will be tasks like, I want to paint the guest room. And some will be goals like, I want to double my income. And some will be just for fun and pleasure like, I want to spend a week on a kayak trip. So let's just think about the fun ones first and let the tasks and serious goals come later in the process. I noticed a lot of emphasis these days on considering the experiences you want to have, not just the things you want to own, and I love this. Many families now give gifts of experiences rather than products. 
My husband and I decided to do this years ago. We weren't quite as intentional as that, but after years of marriage, we were actually kind of over giving and getting gifts every Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, Father's Day, birthdays, anniversary, Christmas. It had become more of a burden than a joy. So we got together and we decided for most of those holidays now, we just go out for dinner or we have some other activity together to celebrate, the exception being Christmas. When you think about what you want to do, the classic approach is a bucket list, right? And I think about my friend Katie, who decided she wanted to harvest cranberries, and she actually traveled across the country, went to a cranberry bog in Maine, got on her waders and harvested cranberries. That was on her bucket list. And I know that travel has been another experience that many people want. Really, our brains are designed to crave new experiences. It can be such a good thing for us. I think of our own kids who've done this much better than Mike and I actually have. Our daughter Taryn is quite an intrepid traveler. She set a goal to travel to 30 countries before she was 30, and I think she made it when she was 28. And sometime we'll have to tell you the story about how she got into that. Last year, she and my older daughter Brianne had a sister adventure to Ecuador, and I thought that was great. My son Sean spent five years in the Marine Corps. One of the things that got him through it was dreaming of the freedom to do whatever he wanted, and he spent time planning a trip around the U.S. So the summer after he was released, he drove entirely around the perimeter of the U.S. in an epic solo road trip. So he's now been in every U.S. state except Alaska and Hawaii. Well, traveling has been a bit iffy this year, as you know, and it's pretty hard for me to commit to a goal for that in the coming year. We're still sad because we missed out on a trip to London that we planned last May to visit Taryn and her husband, John. They've been in that part of the world for over a year. So it was an ideal time for my first trip to Europe ever. We had tickets and everything. So sad. So this coming year, I'm not making travel part of my goals yet. I'll wait and see how it goes. So I was really thinking about what I want to do. And not only is this new year coming, but I just had my 59th birthday, which means I started my 60th year. And I really wanted to do something to make this year memorable and honor those 60 years. I mean, 60 coming up is a pretty big milestone. I had several ideas come and go. I could go for 60 hikes or so, 60 gifts and give them away, or eat at 60 new restaurants, but nothing really sounded fun until it hit me what I really wanted, and that is to connect with 60 friends, old friends and new ones. So many people that I've known over the years, we've moved a fair amount, and so it sounded so fun. I already started and I've already talked to over 10 old friends. It's been so fun to hear about their lives. And I'm really looking forward to this next year of having that experience. So think about what you want to do this year. Pick at least one thing that's new and just for fun, along with all the serious get it done stuff like organizing your food storage. And the third thing is, what do you want to be? Or maybe a way to think of it is, who do you want to be? Who do you want to become this year or become more of? 
Again, it could be a title like CEO, or it could be a quality like, I want to be more compassionate and less judging. You could think of it as an emotion, I want to be confident. So one way to look at this is to pick an emotion or the three emotions that you want to feel more often in the next year, because then you can become a joyful person or a confident person or a compassionate person, and that's pretty cool. Everything that we do or we avoid doing is because we want to feel an emotion or avoid feeling an emotion. That's where it all comes down to anyway. So why don't you just begin with the end in mind? So in January 2020, the beginning of this year, I picked three emotions that I wanted to feel more this year. And those have been confident, focused, and radiant. And having those three emotions as my North Star guiding lights has been so powerful. I still love them so much and they've done me so much good that I'm sticking with them for 2021. For me, confidence is trusting myself and trusting God, both of us co-creating my life together, being certain and sure that everything is going to work out so great. And I chose focus because focus is always a challenge and a rewarding thing to master in today's distracting, attention-grabbing culture. So I'm pleased with many of the things I've done to ramp up my focus, from choosing background music that sets the right tone, and setting timers to get things done, and so much more. And feeling radiance is, for me, it's a shortcut to describing, sensing the infinite spirit, being one with God, remembering my eternal nature, actually relaxing so I can feel that life force that flows in and around me and through the whole world. It's easy to lose that sense when I'm not intentional about noticing it and then clearing up anything that gets in the way. So usually these days I kind of come to myself a few times a day, relax and remember that I want to feel radiant and I can feel that inside me. It's something I want to keep working on and creating more of this next year. So becoming more of yourself, becoming more of who you really are and growing into yourself, that's a lifetime project that we're always working on. And the more intentional we are about it, the more progress we'll make. So at the end of 2021, who do you want to be? So I offer to you that you could pick one desire off each list. One thing you want to have, one thing you want to do, and one thing you want to be. And then I have three things you can do with those desires that you've chosen. But I'm not going to tell you right now to write all the steps down that need to happen along the way, put in your sub goals, put them in order, decide what's next, set your next action and set dates on them. Because first of all, you probably already know that. And second of all, I want you to do these three other steps first and really feel and believe in these goals before you get tactical about it. So the first thing is to start a new journal and write a full page about each of these desires. Just do a whole thought download about each one. Everything that comes up, why you want it, why you think you don't have it yet, What will change in your life if you get it? All the things that come up. You might even find you want to change the goal, that it isn't really what you want after all. And here's one thing I want to make sure you include in this journal writing. How do you think that achieving that goal will make you feel? 
again, everything we do is because we want to feel a certain way. So let's keep that in mind. What is it you want to feel or you expect to feel if you follow this desire? The second thing is start practicing envisioning this goal coming to pass. Think about the process of you going through it and then the outcome, like having it happen. I love to do this when I'm out on walks and listening to some great music. So imagine yourself learning it along the way, starting to have success, getting easier and easier all the time, and how amazing it will be at the end of the year when you can see the growth and how you fulfilled this desire. And the third thing that you can do is I want you to imagine what is going to try and get in your way and stop you and what you will do about it. I think we rarely think about this. And so when blocks and obstacles come up in the way, we don't have a plan in place for what to do about it. You know yourself. So you could probably come up with the things that you think are probably going to try and stop you from achieving this goal. Well, 2021, here we come. One thing I love about the clients I work with is seeing them discover what's important to them. And every person is so unique and incredible. I love how God has allowed each of us to follow our own heart and become more of ourselves over time and to find what we desire and what we want to create in our life. It's so much a part of who we are. I know you have hopes and dreams and desires working in you to become real, to be manifest in this world, and you're free to choose whatever that is. And God will be part of that process when you invite him in. It's a process of co-creation where he gives you full agency to make choices and you get to ask for his grace to make those dreams come true, especially the things that you can't do for yourself. So we've talked about choosing three main things that you want for 2021. Something you want to have, something you want to do, and something you want to be. Think how great it's going to feel to start off 2021 with a simple and clear list of the things you really want to create in your life this year. Be peaceful, be powerful, and love your radiant heart. Do you know that you can live in a more joyful emotional state and more powerful creation of your desires than ever before? As a life coach, I teach people to see the possibilities open to them and to create the motivation and energy to make those goals and desires happen. In the middle of life is the perfect time to update your mind and how you're thinking so you can make the most of the rest of your life. So let's get in touch and we'll have a free consult call to talk about what you want in your life and how coaching can help you get it. You can email me at vana at midlifeconfidencecoach.com or on my website, midlifeconfidencecoach.com or message me on social media. All that is in the show notes. Take care until next time.